Hey, it's Rebecca here. Today, Brandy and I are staging a takeover of Cranktivity while David's away. We're exploring the importance of community, why to build your own, and how to start. Stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to Cranktivity, a podcast for digital entrepreneurs where we help people like you achieve your full potential and biggest dreams. Your host is David from BizBudding, and we invite you to join us each episode as we share actionable strategies to take your website to the next level. Learn the secrets to thriving online and gaining financial freedom as we talk with world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary success themselves. We ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you what steps to take on your path to greater success. Ready? Here we go. So, Brandy, what's the first thing when you add people to your community, what you need to do? So onboarding, explaining, showing people around. So when people come into your community, Mm -hmm. it's like when you get a visitor to your house and you're like, okay, here's the kitchen. If you're thirsty, help yourself to a glass of water and here's the restroom if you need to go there and like whatever you're showing them around. So you don't want people just coming into your community and being like, oh, what is all this? Where do I go? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Very important stuff. You got to make sure people know where to, where start. to go, where to start mm-hmm. your like an guidelines, your community mm-hmm. guidelines or whatever, mm-hmm. just that sets the stage for this is what the community is. This is why we're here. This is where you can find this. And like just pointing people to all the key stuff that they need to know mm-hmm. about. Otherwise, like within, like it could be really overwhelming. It can be overwhelming. And I think people get in there and they don't necessarily know where to go or what to do. Showing them how, and we call this onboarding, but showing them how to set up their profile. How do they get the little picture? How do I get that picture <laughs> to show up? And I get people asking that. And so you want to teach oh, yeah. them how to do that basic stuff because maybe someone's coming into your community and they don't know the basics of how to set up their profile and then showing people how to turn on and off notifications. I feel is really important because if you get a person coming into your community and they get every notification for every comment, every new topic, every little thing that happens there in the community, they're going to be overwhelmed. Sure. So (laughs) we've talked about all of this stuff about community Mm -hmm. Why even bother building a community in the first place? Yeah. If you have a blog or a website or anything where you are talking to an audience, then it's like obvious that you want to engage with them. (laughs) Otherwise, go write a book or something like you're there for (laughs) your audience (laughs) and you're giving them a place to, in a way to find that connection that they want. Mm -hmm. That's what everybody wants. And it's not just like a community as in something on some platform somewhere. It's like the broader sense of the word because it it extends beyond just a Facebook group or some other platform. It's the way that you talk to people and engage with them and encourage them to share. Like when you're writing your blogs or when you're, emailing them or whatever you're doing, however you're communicating with them. It's like showing them that you're there for them and you care about their needs and that you're giving them value. That's the foundation of it. 
Yeah. And I think like for both sides, there's benefits for the community members and there are benefits for you as the builder of the community, because Mm -hmm. as the builder of the community, it also helps you to find out other related topics that people in your community want to know about that maybe you haven't blogged about yet or questions that you maybe haven't answered. Maybe you don't have a tutorial Mm -hmm. for how to do certain things with your product or for us, it would be maybe something like that. But for someone who doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily have products, maybe there's a topic that's an extension of something that you've already written about and your community has questions about that. And it's new ideas for new content that you can create. Mm -hmm. So I think it benefits both sides. The, The members can get answers and have that sense of belonging. And then the builders Mm -hmm. of the community get fresh ideas. They get new people coming into their community because then someone's, oh, I'm a, I'm part of this community. You should join us. They'll invite other people. So you get those referrals from people within your community and it just grows from there. Plus, I think it helps to build your loyal following for mm-hmm. your brand or your business. Yeah, that's so important when you're getting started, finding those people that really relate to your message. And Mm -hmm. I think having a community is just an extension of that. Something that I did, I told you that I had always had a Facebook group. And in that Facebook Mm -hmm. group, in the beginning, there was a lot of community and everyone was conversing. But as Facebook began to limit how much they show people posts within a group that Mm -hmm. kind of cut down a little bit. But when I finally decided that I wasn't going to use Facebook as a platform anymore, I was going to use a different platform for my community. It was really hard to decide because I didn't want the people in my Facebook group to feel like I was abandoning them. So I posted my the process of like how hard it was for me to decide whether or not this was a good idea. And I said, what's better rip it off like a bandaid and just stop or gradually end. But Mm -hmm. basically I just announced to them that I hate goodbyes. So let's not make this a goodbye. Let's just say we'll meet in another place. And then I told them that I was planning to archive the group on a certain date. I picked a date, which was like two weeks out And I said, because Facebook doesn't show notifications to everyone in the group, I'm going to post this multiple times. And then I posted in there instructions of how to get into my new members only community. And Mm -hmm. I basically explained my reasoning for leaving Facebook as a platform and gave them basic instructions on how to get into the new community. And that was the most engagement I've had on Facebook probably in over a year. Everyone, everyone was like, yes, they're tired of Facebook. They want to get into a a new community. Yeah. That's funny though, because you said it was the most engagement that you've had in a while. Mm -hmm. And suddenly these people, yeah, they must've been that unhappy with just, the way Facebook works, that they weren't feeling like 
they could engage or it was too much of a hassle or whatever. They, a lot of the responses were people were tired of Facebook showing them things they weren't interested in, trying to get them to join other groups, showing mm-hmm. ads and stuff like that, and that they just got tired of getting on Facebook. They do want that sense of community, yeah. but they just didn't want to keep doing it on Facebook, plus all of the other things that people don't like about Facebook. All of those things came out. And so then I suddenly had an influx of these core members joining my community. So at first I was like, am I going to lose my big group of people on Facebook if I stop using this as my community and start using a different platform? But then I realized Mm -hmm. that the core members were going to stick with me. They were going to move over to the community. And then we were going to have really meaningful conversations about stuff that's in my niche, stuff that people really care about. The people that don't come are the people that are in my Facebook group that never engage with anything anyways. Yeah. And what like, difference so, does it make if you have 500 yeah. members in a Facebook group, if only 50 of them ever interact with you, just take those 50 members and build a community. Yeah, it's definitely the quality over quantity saying there that is true. Like you want the people who are engaged and actually want to be there. And so that's awesome. So yeah, those people ended up coming into the community. So now I basically have those core members and now that's something to build on because those are like my chatty people that will actually comment on something or start a conversation Mm -hmm. or ask a question or respond to someone else's question. Now that I have those core members in there, I feel good about anyone new that comes into the community. They're going to get welcomed in. They're going to get the attention and the support and the encouragement that people are looking for when they join the community. So it worked out good. At first, it's, is this a good idea? Should I close down? I've got this big Facebook group. This doesn't seem like a good idea, but then it yeah. it worked out. It worked out for the best. Do you had a few questions that popped into my head as you were talking? Do you think it's still important though to have a Facebook presence like in some way? Like I assume you still have a, a Facebook like page, like a business page or like, is that something you're going to keep page. around? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I've been on both sides of the fence with that. I think Mm -hmm. social media isn't as important for bloggers as it used to be. When I first started blogging, my, I asked my web developer because I wasn't on social media. I'm like, do I have to be on social media? And the answer back then was yes. If you want to have a following, you need to be on social media. But now I don't think it's a, it's quite as important as it used to be. If you're writing good content, if you have good SEO on your website, you're going to get organic traffic and then people are going to like what you write and they're going to keep coming back to your website. And for me personally, my social referrals, it's a lot lower than my organic traffic. So I guess it just depends. Yeah, I think that makes sense. It's It just depends on if you want to keep that going or not. And there are plenty of other ways to build community. You're right. And the frustration with social media is that you could have a large following, but unless you're paying for ads, it depends Mm -hmm. how many people are going to actually see what you're posting. Facebook obviously wants you to pay to show people 
those posts. And there's so many, I'm sure you know way more about Facebook than me. But I think what most people know, like in a general sense, is there are a lot of restrictions with what you can supposedly you can say whatever you want. And I've had conversations with my family or my fiance thinks that you say something controversial and you get censored and that's possibly true. But then Facebook wants you to stay on their platform. So as a business, like I could see it being really difficult to promote yourself and your services or different things without upsetting the algorithms. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there's that whole struggle there that I'm sure like a lot of people can relate to. I think a lot of people in the health industry are hesitant to post certain topics on Facebook. And the same thing happens with Instagram. You've heard of people being shadow banned or whatever on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it it depends on the topic. That was part of my decision to move my community elsewhere so that I had a little bit more freedom over what I could share. And if we are interested in a specific topic, we can all talk about it without fear of being censored. Yeah, definitely. That seems like a huge plus side as far as moving your community to a a less restrictive platform where you have more control. As far as your, I think you call them like your core members. Mm -hmm. Like who are those people? They just, are they part of a special like membership or are they just people that have been following you for a while? Can you talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about And then how, I guess, how you get those core members. And then I don't know if you've ever thought about when your community gets to a certain size, I imagine it could be hard to manage on your own. So even like maybe these core members could even be like moderators in a way where they're helping you out and posting and commenting on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So my, when I say core members, For me, those are people who have been around, who always comment on or ask questions about things that I write. They are interested in this topic or they have some experience. They're definitely, they're going to be the people that are really interacting and very engaged. Some people would call them your super fans. I don't like to Mm -hmm. call it that because I don't feel like these people are fans. I feel like they're equals. They love the topic. So it's just yeah. like in the BizBudding community, our core members are people that use and love our products. Those are people mm-hmm. who are diehard my theme fans. They're always yeah. they've always used my theme. They're always gonna use my theme. So that would be the core members. And yeah, I think in any community, once it grows to a certain uh, size. You're going to need administrators and moderators to help answer all of the questions or to help like point people in the right direction. That's when you get some of those core members that are just, they love to answer questions. There's always a person in the community that loves to be the expert. And so there's your moderator. There's your person that can help answer questions. And as a group organizer, we love when someone like that comes along because they take the pressure off a little bit. Yeah, that's awesome. Like I know we've in our different podcasts, David speaks about this a lot, how you can't do everything yourself. It gets to a point where you got to get some outside help, build those relationships with people. And that's cool that you can fall back on those 
core members who are, and that's like the true sense of community. Like they actually really care about the topic where they're so like enthused to just answer things like where you don't even have to jump in. That's really awesome. So just like finding ways to just rely on others. That's community. Yeah. It's just like we were looking in our community and answering some of the questions in the BizBudding community this morning And someone had asked a question and one of our members answered the question and did a really good job answering. So Mm -hmm. we really didn't need to add anything to that because they had answered the question so well that there wasn't a need for extra input from us. Uh, Exactly. This is a question that I think a lot of people would have. I think we've probably both experienced this you with that organic mom and then with BizBudding, like, how do we get new members? Like, how do you do that? So you have the core members, you have some people following you. How do you get new people to join your community? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I wish I knew the best answer to that. But I feel like <laughs> there's the best no way- magic answer. <laughs> right there that magical unicorn tips i need that right now yeah i think the best way to get people in your community is obviously just to keep inviting them with bizbudding our products basically sell themselves they're good quality products that people enjoy using and so we've made that as a bonus when you purchase our products you're a part of the community and then for other niches I feel like you can have a hybrid where you let people maybe as an opt-in, you give them your freebies and you keep the freebies inside the community and then they can upgrade to a full membership. I guess that would be a hybrid membership where you have some members who have access to certain free content and then you have other members who have access to more content, maybe some of your courses or extra content that they would pay Mm -hmm. for that membership. But one of the ways that I think is really cool to get people into your community is by using a reusable block in your blog posts and Mm -hmm. just having a reusable block that has a little uh, description about your community and a button that they can just join now. Oh, yeah. That's what we just created for our blog posts, uh, just made a simple one that we shared in our community, which was the really cool thing about the reusable blocks. If, you know, anybody listening to this doesn't know, basically you create your CTA or whatever it is, you just create it one time. It's something you're going to, based on the name, reuse a lot. So it's something more like general that you would share in all your posts, for instance. So promoting your community, that's a good example. And that's, you were saying, an awesome way to just continue to promote because you're going to have people coming who don't know about your community. They're just coming from organic search. So they Mm -hmm. can see this. Maybe they really like the post and they're like, oh, that's cool. Let me see what else these people have to offer. Get some bonus resources. Talk to other bloggers. It's just a good way to keep that going. I like that. It could just be a little notice that you want to put like all over the place in different posts. It's a lot of possibilities there with the blog. That's cool. It it is what it is. You're going to make it 
general enough so that you can put it everywhere. That's yeah, a really smart idea. That- yeah, because the blocks are cool and it's a great way to get more people in your community and just keep putting it out right. there. Because I agree, like what you said, like you just have to keep, just keep talking about it, not in a pushy way, but a way that where you just bring it up naturally, like as much as you right. can in your emails to people. If you're still on social media, talking about it there, even Mm -hmm. one-on-one conversations with people just being like, we're doing this cool thing right now. That's, and then the other thing. Before you leave that topic, I do want to mention that someone brought up a really interesting idea to me, and I'm curious what you think about it. They said that if you want people to really get engaged inside of your community, that maybe you would turn the comments off on your blog and say, we're having a Mm -hmm. conversation about this over in the community. So then like you could use that reusable block to say, hey, join the conversation. This is this is where mm-hmm. we are at. This is where we're talking yeah. about it. So instead of having comments on your blog where people are going to be chatting there, have everyone join the conversation over in the community. What do you think about that? I like that idea because, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not like knocking comments on blogs, but <laughs> at least for on BizBudding, like, we do tend to get a lot of just like you could tell the comments aren't real comments. They're just somebody trying to like share their link to their site or something. And they're like, right. Great posts. And it's okay. Like, thank you. That's cool. But then like they're linking to their thing and you could tell. So I don't love that about comments on blog posts. I get a lot of spam and stuff. So that seems like a good way to deal with that issue and to get people who really want to leave an engaged comment, say, Hey, go over here and actually have a conversation. Yeah. You brought up a really good point that I hadn't even thought about when she brought that up, turning off the comments, it was to get people to engage in the community instead, where the conversation could be more organized and more searchable. You can find what people are talking about, but your point is really good because they talk about that. When people start blogging, they're like, oh, go make comments on other people's blogs. That, like the the mm-hmm. point, like you said, is to get people to come back to your stuff. People aren't, yeah. not everyone, but a lot of the comments that do yeah. occur on a blog post are with the ulterior motive of getting mm-hmm. people to come back yeah. to another site. So that's a really good point that you brought up and another reason to build your online community in another place. Yeah, it's I definitely see the value there of doing that. I did want to like touch on the concept of early adopters, which may be the same thing as those core members that you talked about. Mm-hmm. I'm calling them early adopters, maybe a little bit of a different thing. But like, for our biz budding community, a way to get people to join was to invite those early adopters, like, people like we have relationships with and maybe our bigger names and just a lot of one-on-one conversations of saying, Hey, we got this cool new thing. And do you want to join this blogging community? Check it out. Be one of the first members. And just it not only is like a special thing for those people, because you're showing like, Hey, we value this relationship. We want you to Mm -hmm. be like a beta tester in a way, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. tell us your thoughts, tell us what it needs. Cause like 
you're starting anything new, there's going to be some bumps and like getting a feel for what you want to do with it. Like how you, like we changed ours, like how many times Rebecca with the layout and the, the way we organized it, the naming, all that stuff. And then just having those early adopters, people to look at it and give feedback. Like it not only gives you like a basis of membership, but then just helps you reiterate what you're doing and make it better too. So I think that's a good way to go. Like when you're just starting. Yeah, I agree. And I think, like you said, when we were restructuring how our community was, that's because we were intentionally curating uh, Mm -hmm. the relationship between us and the members of our community. So we are intentionally basically making a path for them to provide for them the entire purpose and importance of the community in the first place is to make Mm -hmm. it a good experience for them to support our mission in creating this community and structuring it in a way that we're encouraging comments. We're encouraging questions. We want, we're asking for feedback, we're expecting that from them, comments and questions. A couple of times we've renamed some of the topics or spaces in our community because we had to decide, is this a place where we want people to ask questions or is this where we're just sharing information? And Mm -hmm. in the end, we decided that we do want people asking questions because that's what community is about. So I think in in the process, we learned a lot about building a community and what it takes to not just make a space where people can talk, but a real community where the conversation is going both ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so important. And as we just keep doing that, it just makes it better for people to find what they need to look up questions, whatever they need. That's part of managing the well-being in the community is curating the the content and the layout and the feel of the community, it's because we want it to be a place for positive interactions. And we want people to know what to expect from us. We want them to know Mm -hmm. that they can ask us questions and they'll get answers. Or if it's not something that we readily know the answer to, that we'll do the research and find out. Yeah. And that kind of uh, segues into the next thing that I wanted to touch on was okay, so you have community members. Now, how do you get them to engage? And I think that maybe is even more of a struggle than actually getting people into the community is getting them to engage, to ask questions, to talk. I get it because you don't want to be like the first person to say (laughs) something. That's everybody's looking at you. In actuality, that's not really true. It's not like everybody is just laser focused on you, but it can feel that way. So to what you were saying, one thing you could do is obviously just keep encouraging people, but also I hate this term, but it it makes sense. Making it a safe space for people to Mm -hmm. really feel like they can be open and share their personal story, their project, whatever thing they're working on. I think that's part of the 
the fear too, is maybe you're, you just started on a new website or a new project and you're anxious. You don't really want to share it with people yet. So there's so much like that plays into that. So just making it like people comfortable. Mm-hmm. I think part of that comes with just time and like those core members, they will start to just show the way for others. I think when that happens, then a flow starts to develop where people do, it's just like getting those initial mm-hmm. people to put themselves out there can be tough. Do you have any thoughts on that unicorn? Well, strategies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to well, use that think- all the time. <laughs> I honestly think that just learning from our experience in building the community, the best thing really is to one, be patient, two, ask for feedback Mm -hmm. because you can't always be, you know, perfect at everything and everything is always going to be going just Mm -hmm. smoothly and just so. I think uh, asking those, yeah, it's not always rainbows and rainbows and and sunshine. Yeah. So I think, first of all, you got to know your target audience. You got to get the right people Mm -hmm. in there. You don't want just random people who maybe aren't really part of your niche or whatever. So you got to, they just, maybe they just came for like a bonus resource or something, but they're not really invested. Yeah. It's like those spammy comments we were talking about. So yeah, you want to get those early adopters in there. The people that are going to actually give you feedback And then when someone does like stick their foot in the water and actually ask a question, maybe those early adopters are going to be like patting them on the back and encouraging Mm -hmm. them and telling them they can do it and that kind of thing. So I think patience though is the biggest key because for us at BizBudding for a while, it was like, okay, we have people joining the community. (laughs) We're adding all of this content in here. We didn't really Uh invite a ton of outsiders, so to speak, into the community mm-hmm. until we had a lot of good content in there. That's Videos and courses. Sure. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah, want to just like, invite people into an empty community. <laughs> yeah. Cause what's, who wants to be a part of that? They're going to be like, okay, like, there's nothing right. going on here. So that's like a big thing. Just having the content there. If you've been blogging a while or you created videos or whatever you do. That's a way to repurpose that content too. It's put it right. in your community. It's there to help people. Like, And then you have this library in a sense of mm-hmm. things that people can look up wow. and search and ask questions. Yeah, like it's just... But I do think it's important to point out that it building a community isn't just a place where you just repost all of your content. There mm-hmm. needs to be... Yep something extra that makes it community. So it's not just like another place for you to share your content. It's a place to get people talking about the point or the topic of your content. And Mm -hmm. obviously you want to add some bonus stuff in there that people can't find on your website or blog because otherwise why join the community? So yeah, it's not just a regurgitating more of what's on your website. It's about encouraging the conversation to keep going. Yeah, that's an important distinction for sure. And that's why we like always try to have those little bonuses for people Mm -hmm. um, that are, that are actually, first of all, 
they're usually tied to something that we did put on our blog, but Mm -hmm. also that people can really use and like actionable stuff that's right not too overwhelming like checklists and things like that are great resources for people just think about what value you can add there right and i think that's really an interesting point too because maybe someone listens to a podcast episode and they're a complete beginner and they don't know where to start so we maybe have this bonus content that gives them some a checklist and some actionable strategy that they want to implement And then they can go find that information. Maybe someone else has a little bit more experience and they listen to the podcast and they're like, oh, this is good information. I'm doing this, but I'm not doing that. And I'm going to implement this. Maybe they don't need the bonus content. So it, it allows you to extend what you're offering to your community. And then they can pick and choose what they need based on where they are in there. Yeah, that's a good point. Because unless your community is very at a specific level, like you probably do have people at different levels, different stages of learning and development. So having those different kind of resources, again, like you said, they can choose what's relevant to them. Or if they're like, if they just have a question, they don't know what the heck to do about something, then there's a place for them to ask. And that's good because sometimes when I'm trying to think of, okay, what like bonus can we share or what topic can we address? You can get stuck a little bit in your own head of what you already know. So you might think it's not relevant to others, but I would just encourage you to not do that. (laughs) If you like, just be very cognizant because your experience level, it's your, it's your community. You hopefully or like know the most about it or you're an expert on your niche. So anything could seem maybe not worth sharing. So just not getting in your own head. Yeah, for sure. Thinking about your audience and their needs all the time. We're like, what was a hard thing for you when you started out or, or ask those questions to people even better hear it from them first. What are they struggling with? Yeah, I think that's really good. Yeah. So if you're listening to this or watching and you're thinking, maybe I should build a community, then reach out to us and we will send you some information about that. And I believe we're going to have some bonus content that Mm -hmm. can be found in our community. See what we did there? Yes. Oh, and (laughs) so Rebecca, if I want to join your community, how do I do that? Because I actually want to. (laughs) I want to be a power member. What are they called? Yeah, yeah. So I send you. Yeah. I send people like you a link. I have actually, and I think this is a really good way to onboard people. I created a PDF with clickable links so that if I want to let someone into my full membership community for free, I can send them that and I don't have to charge them if I don't want to. Or if it's some random person I don't know and they really want to get into my community, they can pay for that community membership as a product. So I just Mm -hmm. use Canva to create a really pretty nice looking PDF. 
And it basically goes through the instructions of telling someone, click this link. It will add you to all the spaces in my community. And then the first thing you want to do is set up your profile. And then the next thing you want to do is join this space and tell me why you're there. And then so on and so forth. So whatever your community is about, I consider that like an onboarding sheet, getting started a PDF. And people love that because... It's something that they can look at and just people love checklists and they love like step-by-step instructions. I think it's the best thing you can do for your community is to lay it out there, hold their hand and walk them through the experience and give them step-by-step how to get in there and start being a community member. Yeah, make it simple for people because we all got so much going on. I just want to be able to follow a quick thing and get going. So yeah, if you've got to go through, jump through a bunch of hoops, then you're going to lose some people that aren't like super Mm -hmm. sold on it. They're not like completely convinced. Maybe they want to be in your community, but they don't want to have to jump through 27 hoops to get in there. Yeah, I love the onboarding PDF idea, everything in one place that they need to know. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So I'll be looking for it from you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll send it over. It's essential. So what a lot of people when they start building a community will ask their like really close core members, like people they know, to start commenting. So they'll just straight up ask people, can you comment on some of the topics that you're interested in to get some of these other kind of fringe members or people who are just like hesitant to get them Mm -hmm. started talking? So. Yeah. That's another little tip. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it because it's not like you're really asking them to do anything shady. It's just they're there because they already have an interest. So you're just kind of mm-hmm. saying like, hey, can you help me out? And Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're going on Fiverr and there. hiring people too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Like they're already there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you don't want to do anything disingenuine. Like I know people mm-hmm. do that on Instagram and stuff like that, where they hire people to make it look like somehow they have a bunch of followers or whatever. Oh, yeah. That's pointless when you're building community. And it, it's not about the numbers. Yeah. It's about the quality of the conversation. Yeah, definitely the wrong way to go about it. And I feel like it'll catch up with you eventually. You start using those tactics. Oh, it definitely will. One of the things that I have been doing for my community is just any past or future printables or little eBooks or guides or whatever. I just put them in the community. That way, if someone gets a membership, they know that Mm -hmm. so they can buy a printable on my website for a couple bucks or they can join the community and get access to all of those printables. And Mm -hmm. I think that's something that a lot of bloggers could take advantage of. That's a pretty good upsell. That's cool because they're just buying all your printables anyway. So join the community, you get everything. All of them. Also have a place to connect with people. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us today and listening in on our conversation about building a community. I hope you guys found some value here. And if you're thinking about starting your own community, definitely reach out to us. Uh, We could share all our pointers with you. And it could even be something we discuss in the BizBudding blogging community. Right. That would be a great place to continue this conversation. So if you have questions, just join us there. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.